but man there's a lot of the world that don't know about this still and um and so in some ways you know you're not to blame but you are now if you don't take action all right guys welcome to the millionaire enlisted podcast uh don't forget to subscribe and leave a review today we have ellis hammond um he's a real estate investor and founder of kingdom capitalist uh ellis thank you so much for coming on the show man uh let's uh tell me a little bit about yourself and and you know dive into that you know that core of your faith and how it's driven you into real estate man yeah man excited to be here it's uh fun to be on on your show thanks for having me man i hope that i can really serve your audience well that's what i'm here to do um dude i'm a former pastor um christian pastor uh, started a college ministry out in San Diego, California. I'm, I'm an East Coast Southern boy. So moved out to San Diego and really out of my comfort zone. Um, but uh, man, it's been such a fun six years. Um, and the, the really the way I got into to real estate where we was we, we were working for this nonprofit, this ministry. And I mean, the best way to say, man, is we just got hungry to figure out better ways to create passive income and build wealth. And, um, but I'll be honest with you, man, we, we had no idea what we were doing. like. We, we didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I was a, I was a pastor. My, my father passed away when I was 21. Um, you know, I went, you know, you don't really learn how to build wealth in college. Um, so no I didn't teach you that. Yeah. yeah. No one, no one's going to teach you how to build wealth. Right. I mean, go put your money in the stock market and work a nine to five job. Like show me what those results look like. Right. But that, so, I mean, that, that's all that I knew. And, and, um, and honestly, I probably went into ministry in some component because I just didn't really even want to deal with money or deal with wealth. You know, wealth had such a, um, or money had such a terrible uh, role. Like it played such a negative role in my life up to that point um, because of just the destruction it caused between my family and relationships, as I'm sure so many can can relate to. And so we just have the stigma of like money's bad or money's yeah. evil. Yeah. And, uh, dude, you know, when I saw our ministry grow and there were people on our staff team that, you know, we were raising every dollar that we needed in order to fund our mission. Um, long story short, man, you know, there were people on our team that were struggling to buy groceries. They couldn't even, bro, they couldn't even like live out the calling in which they had felt on their life, the mission for their life, because they didn't have enough capital. They didn't have people that were willing to donate to their, to their cause. And that was the turning point for me. Like, Dude, never again are we going to be short again in capital and wealth and to be able to provide and give resources to those uh, who really need it and are trying to change the world. And uh, real estate became that vehicle for us, man. I love that, man. And I think you bring up a good point is, you know, growing up, a lot of us are told, hey, money is, uh, you know, the root of of evil, right? Like, it's bad. Don't think about it. Just live comfortably. uh, Be content, right? Um, but I think at some point you get that hunger to, to provide more, not only for yourself, but for others, those around you. And I mean, how, how would you tell people, uh, they, they could overcome that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it this way, man. Cause this was so, <clears throat> this was so life changing for me. Your life, like kind of mind transforming for me is, um, this was what was so challenging is, and especially like, man, in the, in, in the world of Christianity, I think in any religion, but I mean, for sure in my own faith. Um, so I, I'm, I'm all, I'm just open, man. These are the things that we struggle with and I'm, I'm here to challenge people's mindset today. We don't talk enough about stewardship. We talk a lot about stewardship in the world of faith, like being good stewards and whatever. And this idea of being a good steward of your money, um, man, I would say like <laughs> when I was a pastor, I was being a really good steward. I thought of my time and I, and I, the the problem was the reason I didn't want to be, you know, to build capital to create wealth is because I had this false belief that I wasn't going to be, that I couldn't, or I wasn't a good steward of money. And so that was the first kind of transition in my my mind, man, that I had, that I was a good steward, that I could be a good steward of money. Um, But the reality is like, if we really want to create impact, right? Like if we really want to live our lives for a bigger purpose, we really want to live on mission you you really should be trying to leverage both not just your time but also your money and if you don't think about it this way if you don't have money then you can't steward that like you can't leverage that and here's the other thing maybe it's going to resonate with a lot of your listeners if you don't have time 
then you can't steward your time. Meaning if you're stuck in your job and you don't have financial liberty yeah. to be able to use your time as you want, then dude, you are not, you are not being a good steward of your time. Like you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the world and you owe it to your purpose to, to be a better steward of your time and figure out ways to create financial independence so that you can begin to steward your time in a better way. Um, and so I hope that hits somebody today, man, because I, no, I, like I, I love that. that, man. And I think people need to, you know, obviously find themselves and find that, that, that mindset where they can also say it's okay for them to look out for themselves and then find that freedom, like you're saying, and then take care of others around. Yeah. Them. And let um, me say this too, man, because I feel like that was strong. It's really not your fault, though. It's not their fault. Like, no, we're not taught how to do this. Like, we're not yeah. taught. You know, it's like, no, work your nine to five. And then, you know, it's like, we're, we're, never, we're never taught this. And so, I mean, so proud of everyone who's listening to this show too, because like you're taking the first step and figuring out how do I begin to achieve kind of this independence you're talking about. And so like, don't blame yourself. Like no one ever taught you this. Like good for you for listening to a show to teach you how to begin to accomplish this. And thanks for putting this podcast show on to help educate people because, you know, this is now more of a, it's a growing wave and a growing trend of, yeah real estate investing but man there's a lot of the world that don't know about this still and um and so in some ways you know you're not to blame but you are now if you don't take action right like because because you know and um absolutely man yeah no i think that was great man so let me ask you as far as you know so you got you had that passion you and you went ahead um you you start looking into real estate. What was your first, uh, yeah. your very first deal where you're like, oh wow, this might be something? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's funny, man. I don't, you know, I don't even really like talking about real estate. I'm much more like talking about mindset. But anyways, we'll get into real estate because that's the whole point of this show, right? Uh, we did a duplex. Our first deal was a duplex here in San Diego, California, and um, it was, uh, you know, as far as a duplex goes, I mean, it was a good deal in San Diego. It was about a uh, little less than $300,000 a unit, which some people are thinking like, that's crazy. But in San Diego, if you live here in San Diego, you're thinking like, man, that's a good deal, you know? And um, <laughs> um, we bought the the ugliest house on the freeze block pretty much. <laughs> and um, I mean, we did everything. We we did it all. We, you know, we painted, we rehab, we demoed, we dug dirt. We um, we were the landlord and uh, we hustled and uh, we, we actually even brought in a family investor to help us bring in some capital that we needed for the down payment. And uh, we put that deal together, um, had no idea really what we were doing. Um, really the way that we found that deal to kind of even go back is, and this is a huge principle, man, is we found a mentor, someone who could, that was in our local market who had been doing deals and we just built a friendship with that person and they really helped us find a deal kind of showed us what a good deal looked like. Uh, and we had been doing some research and trying to learn and educate ourselves on how to underwrite projects. Yeah. And so we, you know, I, I had a decent grasp of like, okay, I don't think we're going to lose money in this, in this deal. Um, but I definitely also had no idea what I was doing. So um, <laughs> yeah. uh, without him, um, but that was our first deal. It was, a, it was a, it was a duplex in San Diego, California. And I uh, did really well, man. We, you know, that, and that's scary, man. That That's scary. Uh, I know, I know that first, deal is always you know you're you, you you see your numbers are right or you think your numbers are right yeah. you're like, but what if it's not <laughs> oh yeah so it's hard man it's yeah really- it's the first thing of everything man like i just produced my first facebook ad today and i'm like oh gosh i'm so scared to hit publish because yeah. you know I don't, so it's, it's the first one's the hardest yeah. and um i always say man like analyzing real estate deals is hard it's just like it takes time it takes practice and it takes time and so yeah. That first one really is tough. That's why, like, man, if you're just getting started, like the mentorship thing is so key. And it doesn't mean you have to pay for a mentor. Like, go find someone who can help you or you can brainstorm off of. And um, I mean, you know, I'm sure this community, it could be, there's some great resources inside of this community. So uh, that was huge for us, man. So that first deal was uh, was sweet. It got us in. Uh, realized, though, we never, ever wanted to do it that way again. We never, ever wanted to buy a duplex. And we can get into that. But uh, it was a great deal and it taught us a lot and realized we never want to do that yeah. again. <laughs> hey man, off topic, but I got to, you're killing it on that social media video game. I don't know who your video guy is and who's coming up with that stuff, but the one where you're lifting weights. <laughs> 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 I was yeah. Like, so, 
and then you have one like the, you have one on your website where you were walking the street and you were talking about your faith and and you know how uh, about kingdom capitalists and I thought that was awesome, man. You, I mean, I don't know who you're getting, but man, you're doing awesome stuff out there. I, I'm very hey, excited I appreciate to see where you're it, going. I'm yeah. just, I straight up hustle. Like I got two college students that were part of our ministry yeah. that are filming for us, and man, we just get together and the camera goes on, and we're like, "All right, what can we come up with?" You know, like it really is. I mean, and we're just trying to be ourselves. You know, we're really yeah. building. I mean, if people are interested in this this video, you can go to my LinkedIn page, Kingdom Capitalist. And uh, we have our, our videos on there. And, uh, you know, we're really building a community for um, Christian real estate entrepreneurs who are building a business around real estate investing. Um, but, man, like, I feel like, you know, we're trying to attract us, our community, the people who are like us, who who want to have fun. And um, and so, yeah, dude, we're just, I just try and be myself. I think from a marketing, and I think this is helpful for real estate too, for guys who are on the active side, man, you have to be yourself. like. This space is so noisy and there's so many people trying to do this that if you like the best and may, maybe the, I shouldn't say the best, but the easiest way to distinguish, distinguish yourself and find your people is just to be yourself. Yeah. You know, um, you know, there's some market and there's some maybe ways to take that deeper, but probably the first step is like, you got to be yourself. So me, I am a Christian. It's a huge part of who I am. I was a former pastor. And, um, and now, you know, I have a, a company called Kingdom Capitalist, a podcast show called Kingdom Capitalist. And we talk openly about our faith and about our yeah. journey to build wealth. Um, and dude, that's polar. Like the Christian thing is so polarizing for people because they're like, oh, you're, you know, you're super Christian. I'm like, no, dude, I just, it's just me. Like, I'm just a man of faith. Yeah. But it's polarizing for some people. And on the other side, the capitalism piece is polarizing. Like, why do you got to be a capitalist? Right. It's like, but guess what? There's some people, man, who just freaking love it. And that's well, who I'm trying to serve. I no, I, I love it, man. I think you you're taking it somewhere really different because you don't find that many Christians who are a hundred percent on the whole capitalism thing, right? So for you to kind of combine that and, and we've talked about it, I mean, in 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 our at least, you know, in, in my faith, in in our, in our faith, it's a lot of people say, you know, money's evil, right? Yeah. Or be content. That's all I've ever heard. Be content with where you are and stop chasing the money. And that means don't be capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of combining that. And that's a whole different mindset, um, which which I love because you're you're creating your own niche, man. Yeah. But so mindset, right? You you went ahead and you did this duplex. It took a lot of you to to get through your your head. That, oh, I can do this. Um, what's the next step? Because I know you did something big after that, right? Yeah, nine months later, man, we did 144 units. It was a nine and a half million dollar deal, um, and uh, it, it honestly was easier. <laughs> like as crazy as that sounds, it was so much easier um, because here's here's what I learned. Like, and I think I, I'm so passionate about this message is that not everybody managed to be a real estate entrepreneur. Like, if you can crush it in your field of in in your industry, like you or you have a business or like, you know, and especially like if you can double down on what you're doing and, and double your income, like you really should stay focused on that and then invest in real estate. Like, I just really believe that because this is a business like in those you don't really do this. It's really not a. Um, a good side hustle, I guess you should say, right? Like to do this right really is a business yeah. just like anything else. Um, and so. uh I learned doing the duplex, like, man, the duplex thing where we got to do everything really is, I mean, we could do one to two, a couple of deals a year like that, but to scale that and to really create the type of impact, like that was never going to happen at duplex at a time. So that was, that was the first reason why we're like, we got to go bigger. It was even why we transitioned out of the, our, our pastoral position full-time because we're like, no, man, we want to be more on the capital side. We know that if we're going to do this, we have to really start treating this like a business. Like a business. Yeah. Um, but to go back to the deal, when I say it got easier, what happens, man, when you start thinking bigger and you go from two to 144, what ha and this is a principle regardless, is the problems get so big, right? The, the barriers get so big when you start thinking big. This is why most people never think bigger than what they're, they're, they're too scared to think this way. The problems get so big that you no longer can accomplish them on your own and you have to start leveraging other people. 
Yep. You have to start partnering with other people because you don't have all the answers. And so that's, that's why it got so easy because when we went to 144 units, I realized the only thing I have to do to close 144 units is find investors. And then I can actually go leverage the expertise of another operator who can find the deal and put the deal together and has the property management company. And together I can bring my network. Because remember, I've been raising money for six years. I developed a skill of asking people for money. I built a network of people who were wanting to invest with us. Um, you know, dude, they were giving us money and they weren't getting a return. They were just in investing in our ministry. And so now I said, hey, I actually can give you money back. Like if you give me you know, money and um, this is fun. This is way different. And uh, a couple of people took us up on that on our first deal. And that was, that was really sweet and um, really grateful. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was the kind of, that was mind blowing for me, man. I, I, ne I didn't realize that I could take a skill set of mine which was building a network, you know, the relationship building, asking people for money, and then actually leverage that in a business opportunity that could create cash flow, that could yeah. create wealth for my family. Um, it was it was unbelievable. And that was the turning point for us where we realized, hey, we've proven the model and this is what we want to continue to go after. Absolutely. I, I just want to clarify one thing because I know I hear people say this, you, didn't, you weren't just asking for money. You were telling people and showing people how they can grow their money with you, right? Because, I mean, there, there's a difference there. And I've, I've ran into that where people are like, hey, you're asking for money. I'm like, I'm like no, I'm offering you an opportunity, That's right? Yeah. So I think, I think there's a way people need to yeah. understand that as well. That it's not, yeah. it's not a handout. No, hundred percent not. No, I mean, definitely starts with like you. And I just, just funny, man. This comes up all the time, and um, it really is knowing what your position of value is, and and it's not asking for money. I was right. That's a great. I don't have nothing to add to that. But the and the reason I think I was good at that is because I was a pastor, a missionary, an evangelist for six years, and I showed up on the college campus every single day, and for man, the first three to four years of our ministry. It was like straight, it was just straight up like, you know, it was just like reject, re almost like that season of yeah. no one really knows you yet. No one really trusts you yet. And <laughs> how many, you know, like how many times can you go to someone, introduce yourself and then be like, I don't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? Like that was the first couple of years of our, of our ministry where it just took time to build credibility on a college campus and talking to 19, 20 year olds about spirituality and they want nothing to do with that. Right. And so, um, but what kept me going in that season, and this is what I learned, which was helpful in support raising is I knew and still know that even though they weren't really interested, I had something. It's not like I was like, Oh, will you, will you please talk to me? I just need somebody to talk to. It's like, no, dude, I have something of incredible value for you that change and transform my life, which is my faith in Christ. And I know, man, if you would give me a couple of weeks of your time, to really sit down and, and talk through this broke could change your life too. And that was the motivation of like, I can go to this person knowing that they're probably going to say, I'm not really interested and still do that day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And because I knew I, I was in a position of value and it's the same thing in, in raising money. Yeah. You're not at, I love what you just said, man, you have an opportunity and to realize you are sitting in the position of value, especially right now in this economy where opportunity is low and capital is high, um, there is a lot more capital than there are good deals. So if you have a good deal and you are a person of integrity, dude, you have everything in your corner. And so um, I think I really want people to get that. And if you're a passive investor, realize like you also have value, you have capital, um, but there is more, there is more capital than there are good deals. And so, you know, you should treat the people who have good deals with care and, and build good relationships with them. So they keep coming back to you. Because yeah. um, I think that's important. We can go a lot of places to get capital right now. So, I mean, it's all about relationship building, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I can't even tell you how many people I've met in the last few months trying to network. And I mean, everyone's open minded and everyone wants to team up and everyone wants to help. So it's amazing. It goes both ways, right? You got to you got to be able to be transparent and honest and have integrity.
Yeah. So let me ask you this. So you had um you had a mentor, you uh you went into the whole syndication thing, uh you went in as a general partner, mm-hmm. um, limited partner at first. How how did you go through this? Yeah, that that deal that was a, we were we did both. We had some money to put up alongside of our investors, which, you know, I believe that, that we're, we're, we're going to ride together. We're going to die together <laughs> type kind of, you know, mindset. And so we were in the deal and, uh, and then we also were on the GP management side of the deal because we were, you know, really head of investor relations, um, and marketing on that project. And so, uh, um, we did both on that, okay. on that deal. And you had, you had a mentor? Well, not really, man, not then. I mean, I had, a, I had my partner, and really he served as a mentor for me, you know, and kind of, Hey, this is what we're doing in this project. And, um, you know, I would essentially just kind of have, you know, any harder complicated questions. It was like, Hey, ask, ask him, you know? And so yeah. that was, uh, that was it. So kind of more of like a, a mentorship by fire, you might say, you know, like, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> trial, trial by fire. I hear yeah. you. Yeah. And then, so later on, you, did you not get a mentor? You stayed on your own or, well, I mean, no, man, I totally believe in mentorships. I mean, then, you know, we, um, yeah, we, we, I've hired, you know, I pay for a lot of mentorship. I paid for a lot of masterminds, um, uh, yeah. you know, paying to go to conferences. I just totally believe in that because that's really changed my life. So yeah, yeah, I've, I've invested in like in some actual official kind of, yeah, I mean, cause this is a business, right? And so it's just like, like anything else, you know, it's it's education it's learning the it's learning the ropes it's learning the trade and so yeah we we took some time and invested some some of our own money just to learn how to better um operate deals and underwrite deals and raise capital the right way and so yeah we took some time in 2019 to really do that and uh you know really get ready for this next season of kind of building our own investment firm um yeah. uh and, and getting prepared to do that yeah i love that man i think uh yeah, we're we're on the same track, and I, now we're getting to the mentorship part. Uh, just because you got to take it to the next level, you got to have someone that's done it. So you got to have a coach. Yeah. I hear you, man. So as far as uh, the way you you syndicate, how do you structure your deals? Uh, how many how many units have you done? How you know where are you at? Where are you at right now? Yeah, so that 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 deal I'm telling you about was in end of 2018. Um, we, we, we put together two deals, two, uh, two actually Phoenix deals. They were about two, both of them were about 45 units. Um, but none of them actually ended up, that was late 2019. Unfortunately, we didn't close on those deals. So, um, we're still focused on the Phoenix Tucson market. And, uh, you know, part of that, re- part of the reason those deals fell through, man, is because the partnerships were bad. And, um, so, I, so I've learned a lot in that, you know, it takes a long time to build good partners. And uh, it's the reason, one of the reasons why I started Kingdom Capitalist, which is a mastermind community for active real estate investors, guys who are really building a business around this because I wanted to create an ecosystem, a tribe, um, or really a marketplace for investors to come in and really build deep, good relationships with like-minded people that they know, that they, know they could trust. Um, and, and really be and really accelerate their path forward because that was first of all that was a good thing for me that helped me get started but it also hurt me a little bit later too because I didn't form good partnerships um, but then secondly it's why we started our own team because I wanted to bring things in house you know and um, really be able to I guess kind of have control but also have transparency in what we were doing and um, and, and and control is good because then I then I'm I'm responsible I'm accountable to yeah. the actions we take for our investors and I think that's really really important when you're bringing other people's money to the deal um, that if you know stuff hits the fan I I want to be the one to answer to that I, I want to be the one who has to say well yeah we screwed up I can't it's not like well kind of waiting for this guy over here to give me an answer and um, so it's it's why we built our community it's why we start we brought this year in 2020 everything in house. Uh, to begin essentially kind of underwriting, operating our own deals. Yeah. Okay. No, that's awesome, man. Uh, so you said Phoenix, any other locations you're looking at or? Yeah. Phoenix, Kansas city. Um, we, we like both of those markets a lot. And part of that is just because we have good relationships there, man. I mean, there, there's a lot of fundamentals there in both those markets too. 
um, which is probably what initiated both those paths. But then it was also, okay, like, you know, if we're going to operate a deal out of San Diego, we have to have people we trust and rely on in those markets. And so um, we do in both those markets. There's a couple other ones uh, too that we're, we we look at, but as far as from an underwriting perspective and making offers, it's, it's Arizona and it's uh, Kansas city. Yeah. And those are uh, high uh, population growth areas. Yeah. Is, I mean, that, that place is growing ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. We typically want to be in like MSA is over a million. We want to see good population growth, good job growth, and not just like, you know, job growth in the sense of things are positive, but what are the big job um, sectors there? What's really driving the population growth? And, uh, I have some really smart people on my team, dude, like that, that look at a lot of this stuff and, and kind of analyze the numbers. And um, so I feel really good about both these markets and that we're in for the long term. That's awesome, man. So let, let me ask you this as far as, uh, and let's take it two different directions for, for a active investor, a active real estate investor, you know, who's looking into syndication and how to get started. And I mean, whether they're Christian or not, um, how do you see how, what, what advice would you give them to, to get started in this? And if they are Christian, you know, can they just go ahead and join Kingdom Capitalists and get in there with you? <laughs> yeah. So if, if the, in syndication specifically, like doing some bigger stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think you need to get educated. Like this is a business and, and it takes some time to learn. And so, um, Take some time to get educated, learn what, and there's so many good resources. Joe Fairless, his book, his, he has a website about apartment syndication, um, some excellent free resources there for you just to begin to learn the lingo and, and kind of figure out all the different roles that can be played inside of this business. And, um, I think that's, that's important. Like if, if we were to go start a marketing business, for example, um, you know, there are different roles in that there's a CEO, there's the the accountant, there's the one who's running the ads and building the web pages. It's the same thing inside of a syndication business. Like there is the money raiser and the guy who can underwrite the deals and the marketing team and um, the acquisitions person. And so learning those roles and, and being able to realize who are you and what are your strengths or what are your superpowers? Um, and then really honing that in um, and then finding other team members or partners that you can partner with uh, to really kind of, you know, hedge against your weaknesses or hedge against the things that, that you're not very good at. For example, um, I, I just don't like spreadsheets, man. Like it's, it's, it bogs me down. I'm, you know, I like speed. I like to move fast. That's why I talk fast. Um, you know, I, I move this fast all the time and a spreadsheet slows me down. And so when I get a deal and someone, I'm finding deals, you know, my thing is I find deals and I raise I, I raise the, the capital or I find the, 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 the investing partners for us. Um, so when we get a deal, we got to get to the underwriting. I send that to my partner or my two partners who are, they do this all day long. And I say, please don't send this back to me until those numbers turn into words and we can talk about it. You know what I mean? Like after that, like don't bring this deal back to me until that spreadsheet is in verbal form and we can chat about what these numbers look like. Cause it's not that I can't do it. It's not that I understand it. It's just like, I much you don't like it. Yeah. yeah. I so it's like, Hey, turn this into something we can talk about and then let's move forward. Besides, until then, until then I'm going to go be on another podcast show. And um, uh, I think the, the quicker you can realize that man, the, the more successful you'll be. Uh, you sound like my brother, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I like doing the, I mean, I don't like 100% like it, but I really enjoy cracking the puzzle. And to yeah. me, looking at a spreadsheet and make and seeing how I can make it work, depending on interest rates and this and that. And, oh, it's a good, you know, IRR is a good, you know, cash on. Yeah. To me, that excites me. I'm like, wow, I just, I have a good deal, you know. And yeah. I, you know. <laughs> exactly. And that doesn't make you any less valuable or any, like, that's amazing. And, like, without you, your brother would be, he'd be a terrible investor. You know what I mean? So like, or he wouldn't do enough deals. And so it's the same way. Like we, especially in this market, like we have to see a lot of deals. We have to underwrite deals, but we also have to raise money and we have to find investors. And so you really do can move a lot faster with partners 
because while I've been on three podcast shows today, you know, my partner can underwrite all the deals that we're looking at. And, um, you know, and then to get tonight, we can come together and say, Hey, where are we? What do we need to, what do we need to make offers on? And, um, so I think partnerships are, are, so for going back to your question, kind of knowing what that skill is, being able to leverage that, finding good partners is, is probably the best way, um, to go. Awesome, man. What about, um, for passive investors, what do you, what do you suggest that? Uh, go to ellishammond.com forward slash checklist. I mean, that's the thing. I got a free resource for you, man. Like that's um, the biggest thing as a passive investor, especially in the world of, of real estate investing is um, there is not a, there's so much you don't know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it comes down to like, for example, if you and you and I were looking at the same exact deal and you underwrote it and my guy underwrote it, it's almost impossible for you to come down to like what your projected return is going. Like it won't be the same. It's almost impossible for the the projected return to be the same. And the reason that is, is because it really depends on the operator and the assumptions that they're making in their underwriting. That's an art form. Yeah. And so as a passive investor, the tough thing is you have no control over that. Like you're just going to be investing in a deal depending on whether you want to be in or not. And so you need to know what questions to ask, the checklist to go through to make sure that you feel comfortable that those who you're investing with have the capacity and the ability to execute on the assumptions that they're making. And so I created a checklist, ellishammond.com forward slash checklist to essentially kind of lay out again, because I am not this way. So for me, when as a passive investor, like I needed something to be like, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this, check, 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 check. It's like 40 things and um, it's free. And uh, that, that would be, I mean, that's, that's, that helped me as a passive investor kind of knowing and being able to bet out good deals. Um, But man, the easiest thing too, is like just build good relationships with people, people you trust people that will um, that have integrity, that have, um, you know, that want to be in this business for a long time. And, um, and you can, you know, you can do a lot of deals with them and uh, know that especially people uh, who are willing to make it right, no matter what, um, you know, so we have a principle within our firm, like if, if something goes wrong with our, with our return, like, the investors come first. Everybody understands that everybody's on the same page. So even in the deal where there is equity reserved for us as the managers, like that is almost like insurance for us. Meaning, you know, if things go as according to plan, boom, we get the bonus, AKA our equity. If things don't go a plan, then that bonus or that insurance makes up for anything that could go wrong in the future. And I think, I think that's important to know as a passive investor, just being around or being invested with people who share that same mindset. Yeah. Transparency is a big deal and honesty, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, So moving in a little bit more on the, on the personal side, uh, I always like to ask people because real estate is very time consuming. Um, You have to be engaged all the time and it can put a burden on your personal life. uh, Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to check it. Right. And uh, you got to have that right mentality. Um, are you married? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happily so, married two and a half years. Awesome, man. I'm happy to hear that. So how do you, how do you balance your, your work, your life, your, your, your marriage? Because I know it's, it's not easy. I know, I know as a, as an investor, as a, you know, someone who's trying to start their own business, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question, man. Um, cautiously, humbly, um, you know, open to criticism from my wife. <laughs> uh, you know, I think what I started doing as a pastor, like I didn't have enough time in my day to do all of this. I literally didn't. Um, and so I, I just, I added more time to my day by getting up early and uh, I've kept that practice. So I'm up 5am. Um, it gives me time to um, set goals and intentions for my day, get time to go to the gym um, all the things that are kind of more personal for my health and my mind and my spirit, all that's done, dude, by, I'm by 8am. Right. And then, um, I can, I can literally grind, like grind it out as hard as I can from eight to five and look like maybe if my wife's working late, 
I can go to seven, you know, um, or six. And, but if she's home, like I'm really trying to be done by five. And um, that's, you know, that's kind of my thing. She actually works a couple of nights as well. So it helps. I can, I can, I can get some, like tonight, you know, it's a little bit later for me. My wife's uh, working late tonight and so I can schedule stuff late. So now like we do our team meetings tonight and uh, so, you know, I, I can, uh, I can squeeze it in there, but I, I love what I do, man. So it's really easy for me to keep going. And, um, you know, so I got to, it's more of like, I got to check myself and be like, all right, you know, you need some time, you know, you got to yeah. do other things. I need a hobby. I used to surf. I really should get back more into serving, man. But, um, I haven't found quite enough time to, to get on the waves enough. So, um, yeah, man, I, I actually cautiously, humbly open to criticism, trying to figure it out. But, uh, I feel like the biggest tip is waking up early, really helped a lot. And, uh, yeah. And really setting boundaries in the evenings. But the, the main thing is you, uh, and from what I gather from there, is that you always try to make time and circle back to your family, to your wife, right? I mean, because sometimes, you know, we're, we're dead set on this goal. We're starting a business, and, you know, we, we don't want to lose track of our families. Right? Why are we – That is, for me, that's my why, right? Yeah. I'm sure that's, that's most likely for you as well. Yeah. And I think the audience needs to understand that no matter what, you can't lose sight of, of your why. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's also like, I mean, you know, my, my wife and I are on the same page too, in the sense that, you know, she knows why, why I work so hard and um, we're in this together. Uh, and so that helps a ton, you know, when things are, when things are tough and I do travel a good bit. And so being on the same page there is, is important, but yeah, I mean, make, you know, that means when I'm home or when we're together, like making the most of that time. Um, yeah. But do we, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's been great. Like we've, we've really enjoyed this season and uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm actually home more in the season of entrepreneurship because I work a lot from home. And so we get to see each other a good bit more. Um, dude, I mean, I was a campus pastor for six years. You talk about busy, dude. I was never home. I was always on the camp, you know, like ministry is, those are like the most strung out people you've ever met in your life because oh, okay. you know what I mean, like freaking pastors, man, like they never stop. And so you have a pastor be grateful for him because you know they work more than anybody you know and you know they, they don't even get paid for the results so um it's you know yeah i hear you man no well that, that's that's amazing advice man especially from someone who's doing so much and, and doing great stuff in the real estate world um so what are your 2020 goals and you know the hot topic right now um where do you see that market going especially you know with this uh coronavirus corona <laughs> i'm more of a no, i'm not gonna make a stupid joke anyways <laughs> um what are my goals uh well we're building the premier mastermind group for um like i said christian real estate entrepreneurs guys who are building a business around uh their investing and uh our goal is to grow our community to 50 members by the end of the year. So we're, we do like a cohort model or like a small group model where every quarter we um, kind of open up the applications and allow 12 new members to join our group. And um, really like that really allows people to really build community while kind of having access to this larger, this larger community, this ecosystem. So Kingdom Capitalist, man, I'm really excited for where we're going with that in the the type of relationships that, we've already built and the things that are happening inside our community. I mean, I see more deal flow dude from our mastermind than I do from brokers at this point, which is really fun. Um, and so that's, that's priority. Number one, I have a podcast show kingdom capitalist. I'm trying to grow our audience to 10,000 downloads a month. Uh, just because I, I want, I want to get our message out this, like we need people of faith, man, to really think deeply and serious about building wealth and creating capital and what we can do with that. And um, and so, uh, growing our podcast show to that, um, and we'll get there. I think we'll get there. I don't quite know how to, um, best do that, but we're creating some awesome content episodes there. So I think, yeah. I think we'll get there. Um, It'll get there, man. I'm sure. I'm sure. It will. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then our, you know, our investment firm, man, we're, you know, I think for us, I don't know necessarily we have a deal flow or deal number. So we just want to create a good operation. Um, and really have something that is attractive to investors that provides a predictable wealth building strategy for people. Um, you know, I don't think like we have to create the wheel here. 
like I think with the economy and what we've seen, you know, as of recent, what people really need, man, to build wealth, the majority of Americans is they need a predictable wealth building strategy, something that they can rely on month after month, quarter after quarter, year after year, and know and plan that they have somebody that is incentivized and in line with their wealth building strategy. Stock market, Wall Street, your financial advisor, unfortunately, as good as that person is, they're not aligned with your wealth strategy, right? Like, it doesn't quite matter how the stock market's doing, they're getting paid. That's why I like what you're doing, what I'm doing, and alongside of bringing other people's money in, is that we're in this together. When you do well, I do well, and vice versa. And um, and so really trying to figure out how to best create, you know, better create that model um, where we're really aligned with our investors. And so that's my goals. As far as the economy goes, dude, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that things stay good, right? I mean, there's a ton of capital in the market. Financing is as best as it's ever been. Um, there's so many cool ways to, uh, you know, to, to kind of bridge that gap that we need to buy property between private equity and, and um, you know, in different types of debt. So, I mean, I'm really excited about 2020 and what we think we can do. Uh, the opportunities that are out there. I think definitely the hard thing, of course, is deal flow, you know, especially in the multifamily sector. And so, um, I mean, we're going pretty hard in multifamily, but who knows, like we might get opportunistic and uh, go after some other um, asset classes inside of commercial real estate. I mean, dude, U.S. real estate is so powerful. Like they're from a, from a, like, and I think coronavirus has shown this, like we are a global economy and um, that also rings true inside of commercial real estate. And so there are, there's so much money from the world outside of the U.S. trying to invest in U.S. real estate because yeah. there are negative bond yields, you know, and out there that people have money in. And so, um, I mean, the delta between even the 10-year treasury right now, which is as low as it's ever been in, the, or in historical low cap rates, it's still 3 and 4%, right? And so 3 and 4%, dude, there are trillion-dollar pension funds that would take 3%. Um, so I feel really strongly about commercial real estate. I think it is an incredible asset to be in for the next, I don't know, long freaking time. And um, so we're really bullish on that as a whole. And um, I do like multifamily. I still think there's a, there's a, it's a good, it's a good, like it's, I would say this way, it's a really good asset class to already own. And um and so we'll, we'd like to own some more of it. So we'll see if we can find some good opportunities this year and take advantage of that alongside of our investors. That's awesome. Man. I love it. And, and you know, you mentioned foreign money wanting to come in. I, I, we competed for a, uh, a 50 unit and we lost to some guys from uh, Israel, actually. Yeah. Uh, a ton of foreign money. And then we've also been approached for, hey, like, we're foreign. We we want to invest from far away. Can you use our money? And you know we're we're getting to the point where we're trying to figure out through you know syndication lawyers. Uh, hey, how do I actually do this? What do I have to provide the government? What do I have to provide them? You know, because yes. it's different than being a, a U.S. citizen. But you can do it. It's just uh, you got to crack that nut, and it's problem solving, right? Um, something that that if you're an entrepreneur, like you see an opportunity, you're like, okay, well, I just got to figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's fun man that's you you're a problem solver i like it you'll yeah. figure it out yeah man yeah but yeah so um where do you find those like how those guys come to you so we've had really good success with our social media man um we had two guys randomly just come from our youtube channel which only has right now we we started it a month ago only has 25 <laughs> subscribers but yet we're getting messages. Um, hey, um, I like what you're doing. Um, can we talk? And I'll, I'll call and they'll be like, last week I talked to someone. He was a representative of a foreign investor. I was like, hey, like, we want to invest. We have money, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Let me, let me put you down on our, our, you know, our subscriber list, our information. We'll send you stuff once we start really get rolling. Um, and the other part is, so we, we were born in Colombia. South America. So we have family there. Yeah. Uh, and the word kind of gets, gets run uh, uh, over there and some of our family and some of family and family have, have talked about 
hey, you know, they're doing this and it's American real estate, right? Like you said, and they're interested. Um, yeah. We have a friend that's from Canada and Canadians love American real estate. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like you said, it's kind of like getting out there and, and people know what you're doing, you know, and it's interesting. Some of my friends are like, why you, you know, why, why you post so much about what all this? And, and, you know, I'm like, well, that's part of the business, you know, and if they don't know you, they yeah. can't buy from you, bro. Exactly. And that's what so, Grant Griffin says, right? Like no one's going to invest with you. If they don't know you. So, I mean, I guess it's working what we're doing. <laughs> so. Promote, 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 man. I hope that when people put, turn on their phone, um, they're going to see my face. Like, there's no doubt if you're on LinkedIn, you're going to see me. Please, please go follow me, um, everybody. My hashtag is Think Wealthy. I will put, I am putting out the most entertaining and educational content on LinkedIn right now. And, um, and then you can also see like what it looks like to promote. Like, and I'm not, and this is not in the sense of like, oh, invest with me. I almost never talk about investing. Oh, no. Right. But I put out enough content where it's helpful and then people eventually will click on my page. They'll click on my page, which will lead them to an opportunity to, you know, right now it's doing our mastermind. Um, and, you know, so anyways. No, I love, I love it, man. I agree. And, and I'll encourage everyone, get on LinkedIn, you know, add you as a friend, get, yeah. see your, your stuff. And one of the things I took in, uh, I don't know if you read uh, Hunter Thompson's book, Raising mm -hmm. Capital, but amazing mm -hmm. book. But he talks about that. You got to, provide value first and then people will understand that you are an honest and giving person. Right. Yeah. So build that trust. Yeah. I mean, that goes, that's, that's like the business principle of the next decade is like those who are um, creating an educational platform alongside of their business will be those who succeed. And, uh, and it's why we have the podcast show. It's why I'm on your podcast show. It's why we, you know, we we're creating our own content because it's so true. Like it, you know, people are looking for value and they want to do business with people they trust. And the best way to build that trust is to provide value. I mean, I almost never get on a phone call, man. And people uh, don't already know who I, or they haven't consumed, you know, a few hours of my content, which makes things so much easier to do business now because it's not trying to convince them like, Hey, who are you? And should I trust you? It's like, you know, they've listened to me yeah. hours and so it's never a question of like you know well tell me more about yourself ellis it's like i'm always like they're like well, what else should i know i'm like you want to know anything about me they're like no i know you i'm like really you know like never met never talked to you like you know me that well um yeah. so but i love that because i am so forward on, on all my content it's like you really do get to know me and um i really am like this in real life so uh <laughs> yeah. so anyways yeah like you said, you got to show exactly who you are. You can't, yeah. you can't uh, try to act like you're someone you're not. And yeah. people, people will see that at this age. You know, you can't, you can't fake. I don't think you can fake it till you make it anymore. I don't, I don't believe in that. Someone's yeah. gonna. I think faking it till you make it is one of those things of like, um, you have to. I think the the fake it till you make it thing is almost a personal thing. Like, um, it's really hard to fake it to other people. But you almost like you like that. It goes back to that personal thing. Like, can you can you work and fake it? But the sense of like, um, you know, you're putting in the effort, knowing that you're not really there yet, but you are going to get there in the future. That you almost kind of have to act like you're already that person you're going to be in the future. Like, I think that type of faking it is really is actually you really need to do that because yeah. um, you need to start taking action like the man or the woman that you want to become. And so do you got to, you got to do whatever it takes and you, you need to fake yourself out that, Hey, you are that person when you're not in order to do those type of things, man, then all, then by all means, you know, absolutely. fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we have all as entrepreneurs have done that because we've hit that moment where we're like, ah. and then all of a sudden we're like, you know what, man, you got it, bro. Yeah. You, can this. you, yeah. you're it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Hey yeah. man, you gotta send me this YouTube video. I'm gonna cut this stuff. There's a lot of good quotes we've had in here, man. I, this is this is good <laughs> stuff for people, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely, brother. So let me. Uh, last thing, you know, is where can people find you? Uh, where can they reach you? And you know, what what uh, amazing message? Uh, if you have anything more to add, do you have for the people, man? Yeah. Um, 
So good, man. Thanks for doing this. Um, I love your content. Thanks for, thanks for serving your audience so well. Um, if people are interested in my story, uh, you know, the best way is to go to ellishammond.com. Um, my email is invest at ellishammond.com. I already told them about the checklist, um, which is ellishammond.com forward slash checklist. Uh, and if, uh, if there's some, if there's some guys who are, who are, you know, more on the active side and you're, you're looking for a community, um, of like-minded folks who are serious about their walk with God and they're building a business around, around investing. Um, we open up our cohort once a quarter and, um, the application kind of stays open, but we, we really take the, you know, the most qualified or the best fit of the 12, um, each quarter. So, you know, go to kingdomcapitalists.co and there's an application on that page. Um, but in the meantime, there's a, I do a podcast show every single week where we're interviewing amazing Christian entrepreneurs and business owners. And uh, honestly, man, just asking the questions that I've always been curious about. I want to know how to grow my business. I want to know how to create more capital. I want to know how do I overcome some of these struggles I'm facing and what are your struggles once you get to seven and eight figures. And so we're talking about things like that. Um, and uh, so it's just good, honest conversation, man. And, you know, so if people are interested in that it's everywhere, you know, podcasts are, I guess. So you can go check that out. And then of course, LinkedIn, man, linkedin.com forward slash I N forward slash Ellis Hammond. And uh, my hashtag is think wealthy. And I would love to, to interact and meet your audience there. So. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and for anyone listening out there, you know, Ellis is a real deal, man. I know from day one, I talked to you, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I walked into a room and I was like, wow. I can raise capital. This is amazing. So the man knows what he's doing. He He's there and he's getting even further. So check him out. Follow his stuff. Uh, I know I do. I always have a whole bunch of people I admire and I look towards. And you're one of them, man. I love what you're doing. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate yes. you a lot. It means a Thanks lot. Now, brother. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review if you like uh, the content. Thanks, guys. Five stars. Go leave that yeah. review. There you go.